I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. You you know what we haven't heard about in recent weeks? The last two weeks? Mm-hmm. The cats. Oh, my God. I need a cat update. A cat update. Okay. Okay. So I do have a cat update. Okay. So the basically, we got to the place where, like, we had lured the cat into our home with treats. And then I think this is where we left off. And I was, like, weaning the cat off the treats to just the luring. <laughs> so now like the cat's on a strict diet of like three or four treats per visit. Um, sometimes it comes back several times per day, but anyway, so Catherine, who is like on our management team here at Feisty, she came to visit me last week because we had some big decisions to make and, um, and she brought her dog. Uh, and I was like, kind of scared. It's a rescue dog. So, um, it's like maybe not the friendliest dog. She's a nice dog. Like Belle is a nice, like, she's like, she's how to describe it. She's like very pretty. And like, when she likes you, she'll kind of sit beside you and she'll like, you know, she like, she'll like lean up against you. Right. But she doesn't want you to like lean over and pet her when you don't know her or like, she just has some, like, clearly there's like some trauma from her past like she lived on the streets of atlanta before catherine took her in so okay wait Mm -hmm. uh so is this the dog that i saw in instagram in your office yes the dog that looks like a fox super cute yeah like very beautiful looking dog anyway so i was a little bit scared the dog doesn't relate to the cat because like i was scared the dog so of course the cat then couldn't come in for several days and would like come up meowing at the window for her or his daily traits and then uh, and then the, yeah, the dog. Yeah. Anyway. So I managed to reconnect with the cat. Um, I'm quite glad because I didn't want like Rosie to come back. Rosie wasn't here for eight days. She was with her dad. And, and then I didn't want her to come back and her cat to be like her cat. I love how I'm like now owning the cat. Anyway, <laughs> her cat should never come back again. I was a little bit worried about that. Um, so anyway, yeah. So Belle did not scare off the, the cat. And we also had a lovely dog. Although we did, so we're getting all like Ellen and I bought a bunch of stuff for our office, like on this, like this, do you know, Wayfair? Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so we bought like some like fun stuff, fairly inexpensive stuff for our new office and it keeps being delivered. And the people are like, they're like new delivery, new delivery. And then I get, I was out in a meeting and I get this message, like a new rug arrived for you, for your office, but the dog wouldn't let me <laughs> in like from the front desk guy the dog wouldn't let me in so I just left it outside hope that's okay so um yeah poor Belle was like keeping like uh guarding she was guarding the um feisty media headquarters oh that's cute 
I so I am a little sad because I thought she was going to be a more permanent fixture in the office, <laughs> and that we were going to have both cat and dog stories. I would um, I would love for her to be a permanent fixture. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, she lives in Tacoma. She she's an American dog. It's an American dog. Yeah. A, she- yeah. Canadian office. Okay. All right. Fine. I did. We we do have two new employees. So maybe one of them has a dog and we can work that out. Yeah. Well, a new dog in the office. If anybody is the next time that you hire somebody, can you make it a requirement? And I get to vote on whether or not their dog is cute enough. Like, yeah. Office dog required. Because it will bring up your TikTok game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just put out a job description for a dog, like office yeah. dog. We were like Ellen and I, we were talking about it. Like, we're like, could we get a cat for the office? Like, it just lives in the office. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we can't do that, but it was an idea. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think cats really care that much. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie wants a kitten and people keep telling me because I'm like, well, like my partner lives in a different city. Like I can't right. just have a cat. Like I'm not here a lot of the time. But um, people keep telling me you can leave cats alone. But I don't know. Still, I, don't know. That's I feel a like time. it's a bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, animal update. Always good. Well, I, I, what, what do you call this stray cat? Well, not stray cat because it has an owner. Oh, Rosie's cat. Maybe we need to name the cat. Oh, you don't have a name for it. No, that's quite surprising. Because I feel like I, I feel like we have a nice little like I like, why have we not named the cat? Like it's a nice little routine. Like she'll come in and she'll like one morning like I was working and she's like walking around me and purring and then she just leaves on her own. I just leave the door like a little bit open. She leaves when she's ready. It's a good arrangement. She needs a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. So this time next week we okay. will have a name. That's my goal for the week. name the cat Um, I also want to apologize to our audience for my terrible audio this week because I uh managed to leave now I have like the proper studio with the recording equipment but Sarah and I usually record in the evening when I'm like drinking well this evening a little glass of whiskey so I yeah somehow I did not bring the recording equipment home so that's why I sound terrible in case anyone's wondering what were were you having some chips too I had some chips (laughs) Whiskey and chips. Nice. And then like, and then then I'm like, women's performance, what to eat. (laughs) Hey, everything in moderation, right? Exactly. I was laughing last night at my, I don't know what your, your shopping carts like, but like I went in for like, and I don't buy a lot of groceries. I don't keep a lot of food in the house Mm because it tends to go bad and I eat out a lot and whatever, but but like what I do buy is like, <laughs> I'll buy, I have like packets of vegetables because I'll have like vegetables and hummus, like always snacks. On. So I have like vegetables, fruit, and then chocolate, chip and chips. Like it was just like, nice. that's like, there's like really like a v- wide variety of things that I purchase. Mm-hmm. Oh, balance, all yeah. balance. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Coming up on the show, we have two amazing voicemails. Um, we're going to revisit for another week the couple's triathlon. Um, seems to be a popular, popular topic. Um, Mary Kane and triathlon, and I rock because. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. 
Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Hey, so Sarah, we heard from one of my favorite people this week, Steph Corker. Let's, let's, let's roll the tape. (laughs) Team Sarah, it's Steph Corker. I love your pod so darn much. It's a breath of familiar fresh air, regardless of where we are in the world. And that feels great. I wanted to chime in on your couples conversation, the couples competition that's happening, because while I really appreciate that we want to look for representation, and also there might be a speed limiter of Olympians versus some age groupers, perhaps as partners, I think there's a reality that triathlon is, in fact, a sport that has many couples. And so perhaps it's cool to bring couples onto a start line together. I just wonder if they would consider, I mean, they won't, this is like hypothetical maybe for future years, um, if they would have considered giving people an advantage or a time deficit. So would some quote unquote slower athletes get to go first and would there have to be a chase aspect or something to that um, to make the race, dare I say, more even. And I also think, you know, whether you're in love with one person or multiple people or the same gender, the reality is that we do live in a heteronormative world on in the land of sport. And do we tackle innovation and equality? Um, I'm not saying one is right or wrong. I'm just wondering, they're trying a new format and I wonder how we approach all of it in one fell swoop. And I love that you bring it up. And perhaps the reality is that our sport isn't so gay and maybe it would be a little more fun that way. Just saying. Hope you two are great and thanks for all you do and all you say. All right. We love you, Steph. But she clearly doesn't agree with us about this couple's triathlon thing. I think like that's one of my favorite Steph characteristics is that she can like deliver like, I don't agree with you. And here's my counter argument with while sounding like I love you and and everything's great. Like, you know, it's it's a a skill. I I still just think it's really cheesy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's 
welcoming to people in sport. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think that's it. It's an exclusionary event. And I just don't like that. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, yeah. Steph. I know. I like we, can it. Ag- we can agree to disagree. I we still I, love I, you. I <laughs> we need to pre- prelim with everything. I guess we did with why we love Steph. And then we go into like the disagreement. I know. I, I, I don't know. Can we just like embrace a fun, quirky thing for what it is? And like, I don't know. I, I don't uh, love it. It's yeah. cheesy. It's super I know. cheesy. I know. And I also like, I did love what she said here. Our sport isn't so gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's so true. Like we are, you know, like I think we, in the last, I don't know, two years, it's only been in the last two years we've had um, athletes coming out. You know, like, you know, yeah. you know, like it's like, this isn't, a, this isn't football, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's triathlons, very heteronormative and like behind the curve on acceptance of LGBTQ plus stuff. Yeah. We, I mean, we can, we can do better in so many areas of the sport. And I don't feel like a format like that is pushing the needle in the right direction. Right. Right. I, I did like, I don't where, know. I think it, where do we want to be? Like, where do we want to be as a sport, as a society? Um, yeah. And I just don't see this as being progressive in yeah. any way. That's a really great point. I, I can get behind an altered version that allows you to enter with anybody that you want. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to be sleeping with them to enter the race. And then like that also allows, I think maybe Steph kind of suggested this a little bit, allows for some kind of deficit for, or like a handicap, you know, that would be around. But why why even go down that road? Because it would be way too controversial. Ah, that's true. You know, once, once you start to open the door for that, then, okay. If you have a pro woman and an age group man, who is in his fifties, like what, you know, like age and gender, I don't know. Like, it's just too much. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. You could have categories. Like you could have like, um, you could have categories for like the different teams, like for same sex teams. And because again, you don't have to be sleeping with a person. So you can just like, you know, you and I can go in and enter the race and enter in like a female team and then do the race. I, but do we have to? I, <laughs> no, I. I mean, I guess I do. I do love the mixed uh, relay. I think mm-hmm. it's a terrific right. format. So it would be like that. It would be like at the mixed relay, like at the Olympics, yeah. like where it's like you could just because I okay. I'm kind of a little bit all about the mixed relay. Like that is something. Yeah. Like, if somebody was like, I'm putting on a mixed relay here in Victoria this summer, that's like, that would take me back to triathlon right now. Like I would go and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we have something more like that and just get the whole stupid couples thing out of the way? Yeah. Just like, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think that's the way forward. I, I also think, I don't know. I might be biased because I love the idea of it so much, but I do think that like that super sprint fast paced tag off team kind of format is like very inclusive mm, yeah. and like and yeah. like could be the future like I can see it it's there's a reason why it like grabs my imagination like not just because 
I want to go short, <laughs> which right. a lot of people like it's easier access at the distance is short. Right. But also like, I want to go hard. Like yeah. I'm done. Like I was, you know, like people want to just go for it. Like not everyone wants to be out there, like running a freaking marathon off the bike. You know, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's great for t- participants. You know, I've, I've done some of it and it's really fun. It's great for spectators. It's what we need to keep our sport, uh, moving, mm-hmm. you know, like we need innovation. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, like the couple's part. The Let's couple's just, part. Yeah, we're done. I think yeah. we're, I think you and I are in agreement on the couple's situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun, short team triathlon. That's like, this is my... This is my life goal. Yeah. Um, I've actually, I'll, I get all, I will put this out there. Like one of the things in the back of my head, like since the beginning, since we started feisty was to have like a branded race series. That's super short. That's like a women's only race series that has like maybe in like, maybe we'd start with like five major cities across the U S where it's like super short, accessible and just like, and a brand. So you like, you know, you can trust the race, the quality of the race that you're going to get. And then it's like that kind of format where there's like teams, people would like train together for the event um, in their city. I think there's something there. Yeah. I like it. mm -hmm. I like it. And I, I do think, I do think when you get that amount of money on the line. So again, it's a hundred thousand dollars for the winners. Mm -hmm. It it gets, it gets complicated because then, uh, I mean, the couple stuff aside, if you could pick your own mixed relay team, mm-hmm. you're going to have a wide range. Like, okay, if, I don't know, let's say Christian Blumenfeld starts trolling around trying to put together a relay, he's going to end up with the best women and uh, like the, another top male. Mm-hmm. So you get you get the, the greater separation between the haves and the have-nots in the sport. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, like, I don't know if it necessarily is a choose your own team. I think it would be kind of fun as pros to like, you know, you just get your names mixed into a, a barrel and you're with three other random people. And I think that'd be kind of cool and race for money that way. Yeah. I just, uh, that is kind of fun. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll keep keep brainstorming. Okay. Clearly this is like a third week of this. So clearly our audience is like, (laughs) they're either over it or they're about to send like, we're about to get 12 more voicemails and continue the streak, you know? (laughs) So yeah. Any more thoughts about the couples or slash team relay triathlons are welcome. Um, Okay. We had a second voicemail too. Shall we listen to that? Let's do it. Hi, Sarah and Sarah. My name is Jennifer and I just finished listening to the podcast, the most recent podcast in which um, Sarah True, you were talking about several things that really hit close to home for me. Um, The first thing I wanted to mention is a suggestion I had for childcare. After I had my baby, uh, I was looking for exactly what you described, a four hour uninterrupted time um, to train a four hour block. And man, it was hard. What I ended up have finally having success doing is to, um, talk to my other mom friends and acquaintances and do sort of a sitter share. So 
It was hard for me to find a sitter that would commit to just four hours. But when you combine it with an additional four hours with a mother, mo- another mom, um, that really opened up the window of possibilities. So that's what I ended up doing is sharing a sitter um, with another mom of mine. So I'm hoping, hoping that'll work because I'll tell you the four hours of uninterrupted training time was so important, not only physically, but as you know, mentally as well. The other thing I wanted to thank you for actually is sharing your experience of the two piece in the in the uh, swim pool, in the swimming pool. Um, boy, did that resonate with me as well. My body, as as they do changed drastically after having a baby and what I sort of the thing that has helped me and believe me it's a work in progress is to think about all the societal pressure that has sort of got us into that place of thinking and pushing back on it just as hard Um, and I did so by just reminding myself over and over and over again what it is that this body, my body, was able to do um, by creating this human and then, despite all of that, continuing to push and charge ahead and remain as physically active as I possibly could. And man, the amount of respect that I think we need to start giving our bodies um, for what we sort of ask of it and what it responds with. Um, it really can't be underestimated. And I think we have a lot of gratitude to start expressing to our bodies. And that really started to help me um, change the lens, I guess, through which I was looking at my, my changing body. So I hope this helps. Um, you both rock. I love listening to you. Thank you for everything you're bringing. Um, on a weekly basis to us. Bye. Okay. They, yeah, I was going to just say thank you for this voicemail. Um, I feel I feel seen. I like the sitter sharing idea. Is that something that you had considered, Sarah? Yeah. So I I also got um, a message from somebody uh, from a listener of the podcast, and she said that uh, trading childcare with um, another parent also works for her where it's, it's a, or worked for her. Um, like, you know, I watched somebody's kid for two and a half hours and then, you know, my uh, friends can watch like both of them for. Okay. I mean, but interesting suggestion. What do you think about that? I don't know. It's all worth looking into. Um, but the, yeah. Nanny shares are a real thing. Um, yeah, I, like, I know that uh, you can do it that way. So the, the voicemail suggested a four hour and four hour split, but also there is nanny share where you just kind of throw your kid into the mix and you just pay the nanny a little bit more. It's like, okay, instead of taking care of oh, yeah. this person's kid, you're now taking care of both of our kids. Um, yeah, but you're only paying, you're paying like a portion of the rate or whatever, right. slightly more for two kids. Right, slightly like more double. for two kids. Exactly, exactly. Right. So all, I mean, all these are all really good ideas that that I've been getting. So they, thank you for them. Yeah, have you solved your problem? 
Not at all. Um. <laughs> oh, I have a solution for you. What? I don't know. I don't know if it's how it's going to go over. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but I'm going to say it <laughs> anyway. Go for it. Like, at what point do you just go, okay, like, you know, do you just kind of say to Ben, like, you're responsible for this half of the time and I'm responsible for this half of the time or however you want to, like, you could start with like four hours. If the day has 24 hours, we're starting with four and we're moving up to 12 (laughs) and like, and then like, let him find the nanny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I am totally with you. And so what's good is that he doesn't know it, but I've been uh, over the past couple of months, I've mm-hmm. been um, giving him more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate, I hate the way I just phrased that. Because, <laughs> it's like, ooh, sneaky. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's not just sneaky. It's, it's, this is, this is our child. It's equal responsibility, but mm-hmm. it's, I think it's more, um, I handle the stress a lot better. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes you need to be exposed gradually to stress to realize that it's okay, that you can handle the situation. So mm. like he's more comfortable for, for m- longer periods of time. Mm. And especially as uh, Hawk gets more engaging and playful, mm-hmm. um, it feels like less of, of a stressor to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't, Honestly, I don't think it's ever going to be a 50, 50 split. Um, just, just based on temperament, um, Mm -hmm. the two of us, but yeah, if I can get to a point where I'm like, Hey, afternoons, that's on you. Um, then that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. You're right. I, I, it shouldn't be solely my responsibility to even to like find the childcare or to like, exactly. It's like, like, so I think my question, yeah. is like, why are you responsible for 24 hours of the day? And then you're asking for four. Like right. that was, that, that was like, part, like wet after we talked about it originally. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, like you should have those four hours anyway, almost. And then maybe you want childcare for an additional four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's definitely a conversation that people have to have where uh, it can't be the mother's, you know, the mother's sole responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then again, like different, different couples divide uh, tasks differently. And I think if I, if I had easily found a great fit, um, you know, for our budget and, everything like this would be a very I wouldn't I'd just be cruising right now but because it's been months of trying to find something that works for us um it's it's cost a lot more time right. and energy than I would like yeah. yeah 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 well I hope you figure out something ah you know it's in the in the big scheme you you realize that thank you industrial revolution for breaking apart you know the family <laughs> complex um right, no seriously right. but like you right. think about how how families and community used to operate before mm-hmm. the industrial revolution yes. and how kind of 
our our support structure has been corroded um mm-hmm. as a result like yeah yeah I, I, i'm it like i'm totally with you that like because people I, i'm often um in conversations around like feminism or women's like whatever you would call it the women's various women's movements like that kind of stuff and people tend to see it as like this gradual thing from like like Far back in history, women were extremely oppressed and then it's gradually less oppressed, which is like could not be further from the truth. Right. And like actually like the Industrial Revolution created the need for like modern feminism and like pushed us into individual homes, like away from kind of away from other people with just like and created like the nuclear family. Right. And then created a situation where a lot of the childcare went to like the women who gave birth to that child um, and created the need for modern feminism, right? And so like, like, I love that you're saying this right now because I like find myself explaining that quite often. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty recent phenomenon. Like mm-hmm. we as humans did not evolve to have children raised by one individual, mm-hmm. um, but rather a group of people. Or there are like, there are people who are better at some things than other things, which is like true just always. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I love, I I say this often, but like, I love people who are really, really good at childcare because it's not, that's not me, you know? So like, if someone loves kids and loves being around kids, then that like in the pre-industrial revolution days, like feudal society, like there would have been someone take it on all the kids while someone else went out and picked berries or did another job. Like it's, yeah. um, I just, I just jumped all over the place picking berries. <laughs> like we're like, <laughs> went from like feudal society to like hunter gatherers. <laughs> just like whatever history, it's a big bitch bash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think like you take my point, right? Yeah. No, I, I get it. But yeah, it just, we, we are a little broken as a society. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is just one area where it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it just generally happens to fall upon women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 In a way it's true. It's like how the cards fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, hard pivot. <laughs> Today in our Slack channel, we had a, someone shared an Instagram post about Mary Kane, um, the famous runner who stood up to Nike, um, trying to uh, pr- qualify for her pro card in triathlon. No, it sounds like you know a bit more about this than I do, Sarah. Yeah. So Mary Kane, absolute high school phenom, uh, track star, I decided to opt out of college, went professional out of high school, went out to Oregon Project and had a terrible uh, experience out there under Alberto Salazar, was part of kind of taking him down a bit of a whistleblower. Um, there were, you know, helped bring up around these investigations into really terrible coaching practices, um, happening at NOP, uh, stopped running professionally. And then all of a sudden 
you know, we find out she's the training for a little, the past little bit uh, for triathlon, looking to get her pro card in Claremont, Florida this weekend has been training with Paolo Souza. And I just, I am so fascinated by this um, because all I want for somebody like that is to find joy mm -hmm. in our sport. Um, like that's where I'm coming. I, I couldn't care less if she's great or not. Um, mm. I mean, she's super talented athlete. If she finds fulfillment in it, that's, that is important to me, but it's just, we put so much outsized expectation on these, uh, you know, these phenom athletes who come into triathlon and some of them don't pan out so well. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just let her love the sport. And if the results happen, great. If they don't, who cares? Do you have any sense of what her expectation is of being a triathlete? No, I, I think, I think she, I, I did read, you know, a quote where she sounded very humble about it, that, um, she realized she has a lot to learn. Um, you know, I, you can't help but see, at least I can't help but draw a, a bit of a parallel and hope that she has a different um, situation from Alan Webb. So Alan Webb, you know, I he was a sub four minute miler in high school, like was going to be the next great American runner, was all this pressure on him, you know, did pretty well, went pro out of high school. Uh, and just kind of fizzled out years later, popped back on the radar for triathlon mm -hmm. USAT put a lot of money and attention into, Oh, I don't remember that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. They put a lot of money and attention to him being like the next great, you know, right. ITU star uh -huh. and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Cause I, I, I was racing short course when they kind of brought him on board and tried to fast track him mm -hmm. and you could just see it. Like he both mentally and physically was done. Mm. And when an athlete, you know, kind of has tapped themselves out in one sport, you can't just put them in another sport and expect things to come together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I think there was a little bit of pressure, but I don't think that was the problem. I think it's when you have nothing really left to give um, because you gave it all to one sport. Um, yeah, just when well, it's squeezing a stone. Um, oh, yeah, squeezing water out of a stone. Yeah, kind of squeezing thing. water out of a yeah. stone. And I, I really hope for Mary's sake because, you know, she's young and seems very smart and has a lot going on that she is doing this for herself because she's passionate about trying a new sport and not because there's any sort of external pressure, mm -hmm. um, you know, that it's, it's completely from herself, um, mm. especially given the situation she was with, uh, you know, the situation at NOP where she had so little, control and autonomy over her own body. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 
I find it all very fascinating. Yeah, I'm hearing echoes here. So like spoiler alert, <laughs> um, this week I interviewed Amelia Boone. Um, do you know who she is, Sarah? Mm. Obstacle ra- course racer? Yeah, so she's a four-time world champion in obstacle course racing, and she's recently moved to um, ultra running. Um, and she she's actually our opening keynote at the Women's Performance Summit. And she's like, we we reached out to her first because like, because she was like so open about her eating disorders and how it was affecting her. And like, we really wanted a speaker who could speak to like that intersection between like physiology, nutrition, mental health, culture, all of those pieces. And I think like, she's going to knock it out of the park. Um, but I, it was really, cause she, it was really interesting to hear her talk about like figuring out for herself, like what she loved. Like, so she's trying to I'm hearing echoes of it because she was so dominant at obstacle course racing. Like she literally won everything four world titles, tough mutter, like all of the things for for like four or five years, she was mm. just like absolutely unbeatable. Um, and she talks very openly about like how it very quickly becomes, can become like a fear of losing. So like that joy of winning is like completely lost in this like win or die kind of thing and how she and then she had to take time off she broke her femur had to take time off for her um to go to eating disorder like rehab again right and um so and then like finding her love of running and accepting that like she like so sometimes like in an ultra race she comes like fifth (laughs) you know like accepting that like she's going to do what she loves for the sake of it you know, um, it's just like a very interesting journey. She's a little older, like she's 38 now. Um, so that kind of wisdom, um, maybe is related to age or whatever, but I agree with you. Like, I hope that, um, Mary King can also find some sanity, especially if the triathlon press starts treating her like the next best thing. Yeah. Well, and the, yeah, the, the people around her, I just, I just hope that she's in a, a situation where, um, she can thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I I just think like triathlon has given those of us who love it so much mm-hmm. that we wanted to like I wanted to see it be additive for her mm-hmm. and not trying to take the place of the run career that she should have had but didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um. Okay, let's take a little break and then, oh, we'll do an IROC because. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The Amino Co's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that Amino Co's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230. 
whoa, <laughs> and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram -gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, Iron Women 1515 at orca.com. All right, Sarah, what's your IROC book as? <laughs> They're always the same, Sarah. <laughs> You know, I rock because I'm a feisty boss. It has to be that. It's like it's like variations on a theme. Like, yeah, <laughs> my feisty boss boss ishness just like evolves. <laughs> um, but I think you know, like, there's been a lot of I've had a lot of business challenges this week, um, and like even more than most weeks, I I would probably say that on any given week, but like actually this week, <laughs> actually business challenges. Um, and I think I'm getting better. And I think this is really, really important for life in general, like getting better at understanding what I'm good at and then like leaning into that. Right. So like, I'm like, I'm new to like, I'm new to owning a business. I'm new to like all of the things. Right. And there's just like this evolution and all, there's all kinds of shit that I have to do all the time, like in different categories or whatever. But like, if you can identify what you're really good at, then you know what you're offering to what, especially when you're working in a team. Right. So like, I definitely have had a, a few moments in the last couple of days when I'm pushed really, really far on something mm. that like, I'm like, no, actually, like, I know that I'm good at this thing. Right. Yeah. Like where I'm like, it's like pushed me to the point where I'm like in my heart of hearts, I know like, this is, this is where I am. So I, sorry, that's super cryptic. I know. Um, but I think it's really important for us to understand like that self-understanding, like then we know what we're offering to the world and how we can be helpful. Yeah, no, well, and it's, it's, I think that's good, whether or not you are the boss or an underling. <laughs> an underling. Well, no, exactly. No, it's exactly true. Like, it's like, 
it's like, you that's have to how know teams, your own value. Yeah. yeah. That's how teams work. Like right. you have to know, like you have to know your own value first. Like don't expect to be valued by others. Like you have to know yourself and then know what you're bringing to the team. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine's not nearly that deep. Uh, no, I, you I, always come up with these fun ones and I'm no, like, <laughs> I rock because I get to meet Catherine. Uh, I think next week. Oh, the Bentonville trip. Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. coming to Bentonville mm-hmm. and we're going to meet up at some point. And I'm really excited because she just seems like she has good energy. So mm-hmm. Catherine, who works for uh, Feisty, mm-hmm. She's running the gravel camp uh, down here in April, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gravel festival. The ve- festival. It's a festival. whole festival. There's like festival. alcohol and food and rides and all the things. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we're going to have a good time. Whether or not, you know, it's just hanging out for like half an hour, getting coffee, whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Oh, I'm excited you get to meet Catherine. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, now I have to make sure it actually happens. Now that <laughs> now that it's out in the world and I put it on the podcast. Put it on the podcast. It's official. I think Catherine listens from time to time. So that's really <laughs> official. <laughs> cool. Oh, I guess that's that's another week of fear of writing. Uh thanks for listening. Send us your voicemails and Keep on, I don't know. <laughs> Riding gravel? Riding gravel. Being a there boss? Being a feisty Being boss? Being a boss. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Sarah. You had to come in for me on that one. <laughs> my time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top